Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, God lovers and reformers around the world. Thank you so much for joining us for tonight's broadcast. If you're watching this broadcast when it premieres, please be sure to like and share this tonight. I'm so honored that you have joined us tonight. Uh, tonight, once again, and last week, I was joined with Pastor Zach Groh of Gospel Tabernacle Church. He is the youth and young adult pastor, and I'm honored to have him on again tonight. If you missed last week's broadcast, I encourage you, please watch it in our archives under our YouTube channel. Zach told us some about his journey of walking with the Lord and how his parents literally facilitated an environment where he could walk out the purposes of God. There's some real good keys in there and also just a wonderful prayer at the end. So if you're a parent, just trusting God, I hope you are for the wisdom of God to raise your things and the things of the Lord. Be sure to watch that program. So Zach, yeah. 30 years old, you've been in ministry since you're 16. You work specifically with youth and young adults in a small town in North Carolina. And much has been said about this generation, positive, negative data. What do you see in this generation? What do you see taking place in this generation? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I was just last Sunday, uh, I was just telling our middle schoolers, you mm. know, we were talking about how Roe versus Wade was overturned and how we were just celebrating together, of mm. just celebrating life and everything. And I told them this, I said, you know, when you look at biblical history, such as like Moses, uh, when there was a crucifixion of babies, mm -hmm. you know, during that, that time, and then also looking at Jesus when he was coming to the earth, there was, you know, a crucifixion of babies, of a children, slaughtering yeah. of children. Mm -hmm. You know, the reason was because there was a deliverer coming out of that generation yeah. to deliver a nation. Good. I really feel like that mm. the reason is with this generation is that God is releasing, is raising up a generation yes, that delivers a nation. Yeah. And that's why there's so much power and emphasis of struggle and war over this generation. Because I truly believe there is an anointing on this generation mm -hmm. that can deliver a nation. You know, another thing too that comes to my mind is that, you know, I hear it more often than not of, of generations, even the millennials, complaining about Gen Z and this mm -hmm. next generation, and you know, saying that they're all snowflakes and, and all these things. But you know, if you look at the Bible, if you look in the beginning of Genesis, you know, Adam and Eve, they, they sinned, they chose another lover when there was honestly no distractions. But yet, when you look at the church and the end times, they have distractions all around them, but yet they chose Jesus. And I truly believe that this generation, not knowing when the Lord is coming, but man, I feel more and more of yeah. a heavier weight that the Lord is coming back. I truly believe that this generation has that opportunity like the generation of Revelation where there's so many other options. There's so many other lovers, but yet they were the greatest one of all because they chose Jesus mm -hmm. out of all these options. And, uh, and I think it's just, it's real. You know, it's, it's a great potential. 
And, um, and you know, we were just talking about this before the show started, is that this generation is real. They, they can identify the fake. They can identify the real. And, and there's nothing like seeing a youth or a young adult experiencing Jesus mm-hmm. and their heart just gets on fire and yeah, they yeah. just want, I can't tell you how many times I would go to a, a football game at a public school and Jesus is just touching people. Healings are happening. And literally there was one time where there was a line of youth waiting to hear a word of the Lord or to encounter him yeah. because they just, they want the real thing. Yeah. You know? You know, I was just thinking when you said um, just something really struck me. You talked about the deliverance coming and uh, through a generation and the enemy not knowing, I'll just kill them all, abortion. Right. But I believe that this generation in the earth is, um, there's this something very unique about this generation in this sense that um, Hebrews chapter 11 closes with, them saying these all died in faith not having received the promise because they couldn't be made perfect apart from us i believe that this generation is answering and i've sensed this many times in prayer in corporate prayer is answering like the prophetic promises that were given to generals to outpourings to different things that took place like smith wigglesworth in 19 is 1946 or 47 the word and the spirit come together in such a revival right. it's not been seen. Right. Uh, Oral Roberts, build me a university based upon my authority and my word. And uh, and I'll basically, the, I'm paraphrasing here, the fruit will be that um, I'm going to give you graduates that will go to the ends of the earth releasing my healing power and their work will exceed that of yours. Right. And so I believe that as in one generation it was on the R. Roberts, the Jack Coes, the A.A. Allens, and, and, mm-hmm. and the, those anointings were on men and women, Catherine Coleman later on, and then the teaching movement, then the prophetic movement. It was on ministries. It was on um, reestablishing certain things. I think it's going to, I believe this generation, it's going to be on a mass group of people, not just right. one or two. And so they're the answer. And I, and I believe that's why there's been so many challenges and the, destro- the attempt at destroying even inside the body of Christ of families, so you have this generation coming into the earth. What are uh, and, and I and I love what you just said. Uh, that's kind of also a, a thing that's not often heard about, even in some of the circles I travel. There's often, at least in some circles, an emphasis on the negative. But the truth is, in this time, there's never been more people born again in the earth as any right. other time. There is a move of God taking place in the earth. What do you see as characteristics of reaching people in this demographic in this season? What, obviously, the simplicity of representing Jesus, but what are some things that you've seen in your ministry that really um, this generation clings on to as that, that, that is part of coming into the gospel? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things, and I was just thinking about this this morning, is I think one of the strengths of this generation is... You know, you see this in, in media, and sometimes I think they have uh, maybe a false understanding of social justice. But, you know, there's such a, a, a strong emphasis in this generation for social justice, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for people and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I think that maybe some uh, generations, you know, with the uh, information and everything, they may have, you know, 
fight for the wrong thing, but you know, but their heart is pure. They're right. they're wanting to help people, and right, I right. think that's a great strength. I think that you know, being in ministry and seeing even uh, you know past you know church history is especially in like the eighties and nineties. I think we started getting distracted from people and start really focusing on systems Mm -hmm. and start focusing on programs and we start worshiping the 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 church building and you know and Mm -hmm. all these things and and what i really see with this generation is that they're not focusing on the systems and the programs but they want they see a need in the people and they want to make a difference in those people like for example this morning my daughter sayla is five years old and before mm-hmm. i went to office she was just sitting on my lap and she was just talking and she said to me this she said she said daddy i really want to be a preacher and she was like no that's not she was like i want to be oh what you call it she was like a missionary she was like i mm. want to be a missionary how do i do that you know and she was just saying this to me on my lap this mm. morning she was like you know I want to become a missionary why I think it's it's this DNA in the in this generation that they want to reach out and to love people I think it's really interesting and I think like the concept of even a program like this or social media and we know that like the mo- one of the most popular things right now is a live video, particularly from somebody well known. Right. And I think it's because they like we talked about like um, this concept of they know when something's real, they know mm-hmm. when somebody is authentic in a sense, but they want this interconnectedness. Right. They want this physical connection. Yeah, the building might be broken down, but that guy loves me, and so I'm going to keep coming. Or, right. Or Absolutely. you know, we don't have any games, but they're really nice to me, so I'm going to keep coming. And so I think that there's this genuine and a desire, what you just said, whether going in the wrong direction, this deep desire for things to be right. There's a there's a call. There there's there's a hope. So would you say that really presenting an oppor- uh, a cause for them is important in a oh, sense yeah. of like like hey you got this you got this desire in you to make a difference. Here's how you can make a difference in your world. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like as a, uh, you know, a parent, a teacher, a role model, mm-hmm. a pastor, you know, we have the opportunity to train and equip them, you know, to do the work of the ministry, the Ephesians chapter mm-hmm. four, you know, kind of thing, you know. And and the thing is, it's like, you know, the Lord has trusted us with kids, whether if they are your own kids or students as a teacher or a pastor and everything like that. And they've, the Lord has trusted you with these, these children so that you can disciple them and make them strong sons and daughters of God. But also the best way to disciple them is, hey, what are you called to? What is your heart burning for and I'm going to do uh, my best ability to train and equip you or at least give you resources for you to be the person that God has created you mm-hmm. to, de- to be. You know, uh, you're, you're called to make disciples of, of Jesus. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think that one of the best ways of discipling them is, hey, what's, what's your passion? What's your calling? 
you know, love never fails, right? Mm -hmm. And when they do something that they love, they will never fail. Mm -hmm. And so find out what, what, you, what do you love? What do you burn for? Mm -hmm. And then let's, and then how can you put the gospel in there? You yeah. know? So again, back to parents again, watching this, maybe a parent like, hey, when, when, when my child was born, I wasn't walking with the Lord. It's only been five or six years. How do I how do I relate the gospel to my child? How do I engage them? Because I want to see them go in the right direction. What mm -hmm. what does that look like at a practical basis? What would you say? Right. So I would say the best way is you be the message. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if if you just got saved and you were governing your family in a worldly sense, but now a biblical sense. You know, especially if they're like teenagers and they're kind of like off in the world or just whatever they might, uh, you know, push back. But when they see the evidence of you, mm -hmm. you know, the evidence of you that you are now, behold, all things have passed away. Now all things are new, mm -hmm. that you are loving your spouse the way that God intended for you to love them. Uh, you are now uh, quickly forgiving people when at first maybe that wasn't the case and you were known for your anger, but now you're practicing humility and patience and love. They're going to be attracted to you. I have uh, a couple of families. I know one family in particular. Uh, there was a, a man in our church named Trey. He, um, you know, he has daughters. They were in their young adults. He kind of lived, you know, very worldly. And uh, long story short, he gave his life to Jesus and he started pursuing the Lord and trying to walk in the Word of God to the best of his ability. And when the kids saw a difference in him where there was true joy, there uh. was true satisfaction, there was true peace, they realized. I want this because mm -hmm. I actually know you. I know who you were, but now this is changed. you and you're different. Yeah. How do I get that? And literally it led their entire family to the Lord. Mm. The word of God so is true. So be the true. message. Yeah. The word of God is true. On, on a practical everyday level, I was just thinking about this. What have you seen that in a sense, I don't know any other way to phrase it, but is like been a real fruitful thing in ministering to this generation day-to-day uh, -day basis maybe within the context of church ministry what have you seen like wow our kids really they connected with God but then they really grew because of this particular right. thing that we did in our ministry right right so uh, two things is number one you know uh, especially if you're leading a ministry always create room for the Holy Spirit to manifest and to display himself. Mm -hmm. So many ministries, man, especially youth, man, they just, it's a social club. You know, hey, here's mm -hmm. some, you know, things, and here's a 10-minute devotion, now get out of here. Uh, like, last week, uh, I was just teaching on beholding the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it was a quick message, only 15 minutes, but at the end, we're like, we're going to behold the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I had someone just play worship and say, let's just behold him. And literally some students just start crying and one student was plastered on the floor, you mm. know, and just like we just so I've noticed with Jesus is everything that he when he 
preached on something, he did it. Or he did it, and then he preached about it. Yeah. You know? So I think as a youth, it's, it creates, or church anywhere, create room for that message to be displayed physically. Create an outlet for yeah. it. You know? yeah. One of our greatest things, uh, I would say, is we only did it one time, but we need to do it again. We did a Jesus night where we literally did a lock-in, but it wasn't games. It's literally, it's Jesus. We're going to worship, and we're going to provide coffee and snacks, and we're literally going to stay up till 2, 3 a.m. just talking about Jesus. And there was youth who've been grown up in Shabbat. the church, and they've known about Jesus, but now they received revelation about Jesus, and they just got lit, you know? Mm. So I would say provide room for Jesus to display himself, and then second, be the example. You know, last yeah, Wednesday, yeah. I brought a youth to, to Walmart, and, um, and you know, uh, he, the Lord just actually healed his hand that day. I was like, dude, let's find someone with a hand injury, and they're going to get healed. Long story short, we found a homeless woman with a wrapped hand. The Lord healed her hand. Not only did, he, did the Lord heal her hand, but healed her feet. Now, we had no issue of, of didn't know what was the problem with the feet. And this was his, like, first time seeing uh. the Lord, you know, healing someone on the street. And he just got ignited, you know? So be the I example. Just, something just really jumped out at there. And this is just not just this generation, but as a whole. You said, I talked about beholding Jesus, then I made space for it. It's the faith to believe that God would do something. Absolutely. And it's even just the story of uh, um, bringing the young man to, to Walmart. You just got healed. Let's find somebody else. And finding expressions, practical expressions, where by experience they can know that God is real, they're encountering him for himself, right. but believing that it will happen, not just right. preaching, oh, you can have a relationship with Jesus, then okay, you guys are dismissed, right. but actually making intentional space and having the faith that God would do it. Yeah. So here's a good follow-up question. When we create these environments of faith like that, and I, I mean, I was just thinking like that, that truth inside of me of even... Uh, as a minister of the gospel myself, like always have faith that God would do something. The challenge then is um, when we miss Jesus is the perfect one. He was always the perfect example. But let's say you go to Walmart and then that mm -hmm. person doesn't get healed. How do you work that young person through that? Yeah, absolutely. And let me just premise. Go ahead. I believe it's always God's will to heal people. Absolutely. But um, in now that this recording, 20 years in full-time ministry, I've always said the um, the Bible is true. I never created theology to try and um, change what God has revealed Himself to us. Right. But I know I've missed it. Right. So how do you walk? Like, man, what happened? You told me He's going to heal, or, or uh -huh. what do I do with that? Right, right. So uh, I've seen this happen many times with youth, and even with me as well. Uh -huh. and, you know, the first thing that I, t I tell the youth is, no matter what. If you love them, that's right. It never fails, even uh -huh. if it's a swing and a miss. I can't right. tell you how many times I w was going to give a word of knowledge, and the word of knowledge was wrong. But yet they felt the sincerity of my heart, and they were still open for the gospel. Uh -huh. You know, I was like, yeah, no matter times. what, yeah. if you love them, it never fails. And even if you're praying specifically with healing, and it, you didn't see the healing manifest yet, mm -hmm. you make sure before you leave that they know that God loves them. And that you love them too. Yeah. You know, know their name, get their contact information, follow up with them. Hey, yeah. how's your arm doing? Sometimes I've seen it so many times where, 
you know, you, um, maybe they didn't receive the manifestation right away, but then two weeks later, That's exactly they got right. healed yep. and they can able to yeah. follow up with you. And another thing that I like to encourage the youth is this, you know, Jesus, he gave out a parable about, you know, the gardeners, they would throw the seed and wherever the seed was laid, the plow would follow where the seed was planted. And I was like, no matter what happened, you literally sowed the seed of the kingdom and the plow is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit is going to go wherever the seed was sown. Mm -hmm. So no matter what result was there, the Holy Spirit is going to get them. And secondly, success, or thirdly, I should say, success is not how many people did you get healed? That's right. How many people did you get saved during this outreach? Success by heaven is obedience. Mm -hmm. Did you obey the Lord when yep. he told you on your heart, I want you to go to the person in that wheelchair and say, get up. Yep. You know, were you obedient to share the prophetic word yeah. that was on your heart for that person? The results is not determined up to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you just need to be obedient to the Lord. And that's what heaven determines success. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking of this story and this is just kind of to add to my own question and answer Years ago, I remember praying for a lady, and she told me, she came up when she's telling me this testimony, she said, you had a word of knowledge in my church about this, and she said, I wouldn't have gone unless it was that, you're so specific, your word of knowledge, Mm -hmm. and she said, I hadn't walked up the stairs of my apartment in years, and um, I went down, you prayed for me, she goes, nothing happened, she goes, I was kind of ticked off at you, (laughs) and, but this was like three weeks later, and she just said, like, the next day, I thought, I should try and walk up my stairs. Right. And she said, I didn't walk up all the way the first time, but I walked more. And then she, I think it was at least 10 or 12 years. She said, a few days ago, I walked up my stairs and down my stairs for the first time. And so I have found in pursuing the things of the Lord that, uh, quote unquote, when they don't receive the manifestation of their healing and um, that we will, the enemy will try and use things that we don't understand or didn't see the fruit in the moment we wanted to see right. it to deter us on the path for which God has called us to walk on. Right. It's like he tries to bring it to your, oh, see, you could, I mean, you could have seen 80% of people healed that day, but then that moment is like trying to get you to back up. And I think that this is important, even a discussion about young people, because I have found that in pursuing the purpose of the Lord, there's going to be constantly things that you don't understand. It's going to be very challenging at times. There's going to be moments where you don't have language, you don't have a systematic understanding of what's going on, and there's going to be all these pressures in this life. And in this move of God of what we just talked about uh, when we began this broadcast, but you you have to make a, a resolute determined in your heart that you are not going to stop trying to pursue what God has said is made possible in his That's word. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think personally, I think it's it's one of the strengths of some some of this generation of they're not giving up until they, they see what God called them to yeah. do. That's right. So I want as we close this broadcast, I want you to just prophesy about this generation, pray for people to stay the course in what God's called them to do mm-hmm. and just whatever the Lord else gives you. So I think yeah. there's a bunch that he wants to just release and anything else that's just on your heart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you have plenty of time to do it. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. All right. 
uh, you know, I think I actually had this dream from Jesus last night where he was looking at a young person and saying, you are important. Mm. You are special. Mm. You do have a calling mm. inside of you. There is a destiny yeah. inside of you. Now it says that the kingdom of God is inside of you and is wanting to be released through you. You have a calling, you have a plan, you have a purpose in Christ Jesus. And right now we just uh, we just pray a blessing on this generation to be awakened up that there is a calling and destiny mm-hmm. inside of them and that they will take their life seriously, that they will not just coast or be set on neutral uh, just to coast through life, but God, that they will see, God, that there is a purpose inside of them and that, God, that they will drive with purpose. They will drive with conviction in Jesus' name. And that, Lord, I just want to let you know that the, the people that are watching, you know, Jesus uh, was risen up from the water and he said, this is my son whom I'm very well pleased. This was before Jesus preached his first sermon or did his first yep. miracle. And right there, he had God's love. He had his acceptance, his worth right there before he did everything mm-hmm. or anything. God loves you for who you are. And right now, I just pray for the love, acceptance, and your identity from God to be released inside of you right now in the name of Jesus. And I just pray that you will have vision for your life, that the purpose of your life is not for the purpose of you, but the purpose of others. That your yes to God, lives are dependent on your yes to God. That's right. And right now, I just pray that you will see a a, just an inkling of just all the, the people that are affected for your yes to God. And right now I just pray for a grace to release a yes to God and for you to follow through with that yes every day of your life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, that was beautiful. Welcome. I think it, it hits a lot of different prophetic angles there. Yeah. Amen. So, so Zach, how do people connect with you, get up with you, social yeah. media? Sure. You know, so... Um, I guess with my social media, I need to actually create a personal page just for ministry. But my local one is I am Zach Rowe on Instagram. Um, IG, I know, you're a young man. So you yeah, 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 yeah. I know on uh, TikTok, our Lighthouse, we have a, uh, a TikTok. I think it's GT underscore Lighthouse. And we do evangelism uh, videos every Friday from our youth and from our team that we're oh, raising awesome. up. It's super yeah. awesome. And, uh, and of course, you can check the church, gtchurch.net. And uh, yeah, we'll awesome. see you. And if you want Zach to come minister at your church, contact Gospel Tabernacle Church, Dunn, North Carolina. Yep. And uh, you can get a hold of him. Yeah, absolutely. Zach, thanks so much for having you on. God bless you guys. We'll see you on here next week, 630 Eastern.